listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D., Cinema Geekly's Marvel Podcast. It's Anthony and Jacqueline, and we're back to talk She-Hulk, Attorney at Law on mm. Disney+. Plus. Uh, still covering for Aurora until probably the next Disney Plus show, which I don't know what that is at this point. Mm, um, uh-huh. I'm sure it's been announced. I just don't I was remember say- what it is. Is it um, Daredevil? Are they doing another show? They are doing another Daredevil show, but I don't know if that's what's next. I have no idea. I'm just making stuff up. I've actually lost (laughs) count. Yeah. Uh, But that's okay. Um, uh, Jacqueline, I believe you're quite happy to take the reins as uh, it sounds like you're enjoying this show two episodes in. And uh, I am as well. Uh, I needed to give the first show a second watch because I watched the first episode on a very distracty day and I Mm, don't think I took it all in and I watched it at like a bad hour of the day too, I think. Uh, So I gave it a second watch through, but uh, episode two had undivided attention from the first Mm -hmm. watch and uh, I'm not a hundred percent positive, but I do like the show so far. Uh, let's let's begin with episode one, uh, which has an a, a, like an amazing title, by the way. A normal amount of rage is episode yes. one. So we meet our protagonist Jennifer Walters before a court case, and uh, she is telling the viewers literally because in yes. the comics and on the show she is a fourth wall breaker. Uh, She tells the viewers about an incident a few months earlier where she and her cousin, Bruce Banner, were in a car crash. While attempting to get Banner to safety, Walters was cross-contaminated with his uh, gamma-irradiated blood, causing her to transform into a Hulk. Banner took Walters to his secret laboratory in Mexico, where he trained her to control her new powers. However, unlike him, she was able to effortlessly handle uh-huh. uh, the training regimen and rejected the idea of becoming a full-time superhero because being a lawyer is what she wanted to do. It's all she wants to do. She doesn't have any uh-huh. interest in this superhero business. Banner tries to stop her from leaving, and the two have a fight until Bruce reluctantly accepts Jennifer's wish to return to her legal career. Back in court, Walters is interrupted by a super-powered influencer, Titania, who violently bursts through a wall. Walters transforms, defeats her with ease, and returns to normal to make her closing argument. Uh, What did you make of episode one of She-Hulk? There was a lot in this first episode that I felt deeply connected to immediately. Oh, yeah? 
not only as a female, but as a mm. female who went to law school. Yeah. Um, there's just a lot. So there's two real things, though, that I think stood out to me. The first is when um, when she, the first time she transforms into the Hulk, when she like turns back or she Hulk, when she turns back to mm. Jennifer and she's in like this bar and there are these, she's in the bathroom at the bar in the ladies room. And there are these women who come in and just like help her get like, <laughs> give her shoes, give her whatever. And I'm like, that is so real. If you've ever yes. been in a bar or a club in a women's restroom, like, yeah, yeah everyone is there for each other. They're just like, sweetie, like, what happened to you? Who did this to you? Yes. And, and yeah. that is, I'm like, that is 100%. Like, cause if you've ever... If you've ever been the drunk girl crying in the bar or if you've seen that girl, you know you are in there. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. Stranger talking to her. Like, so yeah. that just like warmed my heart. And then the other thing is when she talked about how she controls her rage um, when she was talking to Bruce about it. Yeah. Um, because as a female in a male dominated profession, mm -hmm. it's huge. Like, yeah. you do have to control emotions because you don't want to be seen as the one like irrational you know, right or like oh you want your period like all the time yes yes so walking on eggshells yes mm -hmm. so i just like really that re it just really resonated with me as a character and i was like oh i'm gonna love this and then well there's one more thing but two i guess i have to say and it was where she was trying to like outdo bruce with her feats of strength <laughs> yeah and i was just like too much this like like, this is me. Like, if I were a yeah. superhero, that is who I am. <laughs> Competitive. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I do I do love, because there's absolutely, I really liked the chemistry between those two. Like, I, I yes. thought there was, like, an immediate, like, okay, yeah, they're. I can see how they're family. I mean, they're cousins, right? But clearly, they're, like, cousins who, like, hung out around each other or whatever because... Yeah. There is kind of a brother-sister relationship sort of with them. Yep. Uh, so it was definitely like Bruce sort of taking it easy on her or whatever. And then as soon as she showed a lot of aptitude, he's like, fine, and <laughs> picks up a boulder and like throws it into the atmosphere yes. to be like, look how strong I am. Uh, yep. Because <laughs> he can't control his emotions. <laughs> right? Uh, I mean, I think the line of the episode is when he's talking to her about how to induce the Hulk state. He's got her in that like crazy box with the head, like gizmo yeah. attached to her and like the saw blades or whatever. And he's like, the triggers are, uh, I can't remember what it is, but they're like anger and fear or whatever. And, or fear and anxiety or something like that. And she's like, that's just the baseline of being a woman existing. Like yes. <laughs> that was such a great line. And, his astonishment when you know because he has like another good joke is he's got this giant manual of like you know <laughs> you can be like me but it, it you know it's going to take like 15 years and like here's my journey yeah. <laughs> and she is immediately for whatever reason able to just control it right out of the gate yep. like when she's in she-hulk state she's still jennifer when uh, she's Jennifer and human Jennifer. She's still Jennifer and, and she can go back and forth at will, which is something that took Bruce a very long time. Cause they do explain in here. Uh, Cause you know, for the longest time it was, he couldn't control when he became Hulk. And then in between Avengers movies, he talks about how he was able to meld 
uh, Bruce and Hulk together. And then he explains that he also invented sort of a, uh, some sort of module or whatever that he like puts onto his arm that allows him to, you know, transform away from smart Hulk or professor Hulk or whatever into just standard banner, but it took a whole device to do it. So like all of these steps that he needed to take in order to do this. And she kind of does it with ease, like right out of the gate. Um, you know, one thing that I didn't think I was going to like, but it turns out and a minor generalized spoiler for the second episode, because she breaks the fourth wall in the second episode as well. Um, I'm not overly huge on fourth wall breaking just because I like being immersed in a, Mm. in a thing. So admitting that you're, you know, this is a, you're watching a fake thing and I'm, uh, but she, they do it very, they they don't do it often. Yeah. I was going to say it's pretty like, the way they here and there. Yeah. With the exception of maybe a couple of lines, it's almost like we're just hearing inner dialogue, but just spoken Mm -hmm. aloud and nobody else can hear it. So it's not quite as bad as that. Um, you know, there are ways, I think there are clever ways around it. Um, and obviously Deadpool is very well known for fourth wall breaking and like super fourth wall breaky. Uh, but at least in the movies, it sort of played off as like, they all think he's crazy. Like, who are you talking to or whatever? Uh, so to the characters in the film, everyone else, like they see what he's doing and they just think he's nuts or whatever. Uh, so there are clever ways around it. And here I didn't think I was going to like it. Cause like nobody else is like that in the MCU, but right. so far it hasn't really been too bad. And they do make one sort of fourth wall cutesy reference in the second episode, mm-hmm. but done in a very kind of dismissive way. So like you can chuckle at it, but it doesn't feel like it's breaking the reality of the show. And I'm weird about that sort of thing. I really like, to keep mm. my universes, you know, uh, I guess together. So uh, mm. I didn't think I was going to like it as much, but it's not so. It's not so bad. It was not as distracting as I thought. And um, uh, gosh, what's her name? Um, it's Jen. Uh, yeah, no, the actress uh, Tatiana Maslany. Uh, yes. She is so good. And yes, and she's so charming, like even when she's doing that stuff, when she's like, you know, ready to go in and do her thing, she's like lawyer show and (laughs) like, I can't hate it. Like, it's just it's it's too charming. It's goofy. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's really enduring. That's the word I was looking for. Um, There you go. And that's I guess that doesn't bother me as much. But like also one of my favorite shows is Parks and Rec. So I guess I love Parks and Rec, too. Yeah. And they're um, constantly just talking to cameras. So I guess, oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I always, I don't know. I always thought Parks and Rec was sort of like the office in the sense that it's sort of like, uh, we're sort of seeing the raw footage of a documentary or something. Uh, I I, that's how I always sort of saw it or whatever. I mean, I guess the office was more overtly that cause they yeah. do the one-on-one sit down, uh, mm-hmm. things or whatever. But yeah. Um, we also got like a brief look in this episode at uh, Jamila Jamil as Titania. And mm-hmm. I really like her in the good place. 
Uh, That's a really fun show. And I think we find out, I don't know if it was in supplemental material or if it was mentioned in the second episode, but she's sort of, I mean, they do mention here that she's a super powered influencer. And I think they sort Mm of, uh, in the show Bible or whatever, she's sort of like Kim Kardashian-esque, but with superpowers. And I think the idea here is that uh, she was in court to pay like a parking ticket or something and got like really mad and just threw like a fit, which I'm like, okay, that's perfect. Like she's not specifically like a super villain per se. She's just like a bratty influencer who was mad about like, (laughs) don't you know who I am? Uh, That sort of thing. (laughs) And yeah, I think this was a really good introduction it's not her origin story wasn't quite as sad uh or sad ish as in the comics i think in the comics like she's dying from something and bruce like reluctantly gives her a blood transfusion uh same same sort of concept at least yeah um but i think it worked out pretty well um Mm, yeah any final thoughts on episode one and what would you give it yes one more final thought the mid credit scene where she's trying to get oh my goodness yes to admit that captain america has had sex i don't know why it just is like this there's weird this subplot thing. yeah in <laughs> the show she's trying to figure out like who he's had sex she's with. trying <laughs> to figure out if he died a virgin yeah. right uh <laughs> because he never really got to hook up with peggy and then yeah. he got frozen in ice for a really long time <laughs> And, you know, then he's been busy, you know, fighting bad guys or whatever. And like, you know, now he's dead uh, or presumably. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if he's canonically dead. I mean, last time we saw him, he was old. So. Yes. Um, but. but. Uh, yeah. And then Bruce in the. Yeah. In the mid credit scene or whatever, Bruce tells her like there was this girl on the USO tour. Like he yeah. slept with her or whatever. <laughs> And the episode literally ends with her like drunkenly shouting Captain America fucks. Although they obviously (laughs) cut it off after the U. Um, But that I thought that was really funny. And um, like there's a moment like she's practically in tears. Well, I think she's in fake tears because she's not really drunk, I think. Yeah. Um, But like just mourning because he had such an amazing ass, that sort of thing. Like, yeah. uh, and he has like a whole like like a serial killer chart where he's yeah. trying to like figure it out. <laughs> yes, somebody pointed out in the second episode. If you freeze frame it, like she pulls up her phone and her lock screen is a close up of like Captain America's butt from like the Avengers movie or whatever. Uh, Love when it. They did one of those shots, so clearly obsessive about uh, <laughs> about Cap. Um, but yeah, what was okay? So, what would you give episode one? I'd give it a. I thought it was a strong first episode, so I'd go three and three quarters. Okay, uh, I actually gave this a four. Upon yeah, I don't blame you. Second watch, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's very good. Okay, so episode two is yes. superhuman law, and yeah. Jennifer gains a lot of public nori- uh, notoriety after defeating Titania. And she is dubbed She-Hulk by the press. But as is the case with any Marvel superhero, with the exception of like Iron Man or Captain America 
or yeah. Thor, because that's his name or whatever. She basically does not like the fact that her name is She-Hulk. Um, and she literally says, like, I can't even exist without being a derivative of the Hulk. Yep. Um, to which her friend points out, by the way, Hulk is also a dumb name. Uh, yeah. <laughs> however, the case is declared a mistrial, the one that she would have won after the defense successfully argues that the fight with Titania influenced the jury, which I mean, probably. And yep. she is fired from the DA's office, which is a, mm, a, a little harder pill to swallow. But she is then unable to find any other work because people start viewing her as a sideshow. They don't want to bring that sort of attention to their law firm. Walters yep. is then offered a position by the opposing counsel in the case that she was just trying to win. Uh, the counsel from Goodman, Lieber, Kurtzberg, and Holloway and impulsively accepts as soon as he says that uh, as soon as Holden Holloway says uh, you're going to be the head of the division or whatever. Um, yeah, she immediately without knowing accepts. what it is. Yes, and she wants her friend, obviously. I like that joke, too, where he, she wants her friend, and she's like, okay, but I get to pick my paralegal. That's a, that's a hard line <laughs> on the sand. And he's like, I couldn't, literally couldn't care less couldn't who the paralegal yeah. is. Um, and uh, so, yeah, she accepts. But on her first day at GLKNH, uh, Mr. Holloway informs her that he wants her to head up their new superhuman law division. And mm -hmm. part of this is she needs to be She-Hulk full-time in the office and in the courtroom. And her first case is to represent Emil Blonsky, a.k.a. Abomination, at his parole hearing. She is initially reluctant due to Blonsky's past attempts to kill Banner, but Walters eventually... Well, she doesn't eventually get Bruce's approval. He kind of was giving her, trying to give her approval the whole time. Uh, yep. But she accepts the case. However, soon learns that footage of Blonsky fighting uh, Wong during Shang-Chi has leaked into the, uh, the public and um, that also means he has somehow uh, escaped from prison Aped. and she is now officially the lawyer for him. And oh, crap, things are going to hit the fan. Yep. So what did you think of episode two? I so I don't remember Abomination. Yeah. So um, he was in the oh, my God, why is his name it was escaping Edward me? Norton, the Ed right? Norton Edward Hulk Norton. movie. Yes. Yeah. So it's been a long time. So I. And I even was like, wait, is that Christoph Waltz? Like, what is happening? I got very confused. <laughs> Completely no, forgot. Tim Roth. Yeah. Tim Roth. Oh, my gosh. Sometimes I get them mixed up. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I, I'm like, I know I'm supposed to remember this, but mm -hmm. I do not. So this this got a little heady for me. Yeah. Um, the one thing I did really like, though, is that when she went, she in this episode, we see her go to, like, a family dinner and her parents are very adorable and I like that her dad is Larry from Perfect Strangers. Yes, you know what? First what? first time around watching yeah. this, I didn't recognize it. Really? I don't even know why because I've watched like almost all of Perfect Strangers as recently as like a couple years ago and I didn't notice I it at show. first and when my kids came over for the week, I watched the, the second episode with my oldest and she immediately, yeah. she's like, that's the guy from Perfect yeah. Strangers. And I'm like, what? Oh, my God. How come I didn't notice it? Like, I knew I liked him. Uh, yes. But yes, his parents. Yeah, his parents were great. 
yeah, so I thought that was really sweet. Um, I feel I kind of, you know, I don't know. I, I kind of feel a little bad for her that she has to be the She-Hulk all the time at work and everything. But yeah, I mean, I, it's going to be a thing she's going to have to struggle with, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, she has this thing. Well, I mean, her fourth wall break in this episode is really her just sort of like, this is incredibly unfair. Like everyone's going to look at me like I'm more than qualified, but everyone's going to think that I got this job just because I'm the She-Hulk, which technically that is literally why she was given the job because they want a lawyer. Yes. Yeah. Like (laughs) she just wants to be herself. You know, the She-Hulk thing, this is a burden placed on her. And if she could choose to never be She-Hulk, I feel like that's the choice she would want to make at least right now. So, yeah, she's mm-hmm. not a fan of any of this. Um, so there's a obviously there's an Ed Norton reference sort of in yes. this when she's yes. talking to Bruce and trying. Well, I mean, he's trying to get a word in, but she's worried he's going to be mad. And uh, so she kind of just keeps talking through him, trying to convince him. And he's like, look, 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 no, like Emil wrote me a letter a long time ago. There's like a joke about a haiku that he sent because when she goes yeah. to meet him in the prison, uh, he talks <laughs> he about writes poems. He's, yeah, he's written haikus <laughs> to each of his victims to show how Jeez. remorseful he is. Um, but, you know, he's like, ah, he's like that fight was. Like so long ago, I was I was a different person, literally, uh, yes. <laughs> a different person, and uh, yeah. So the, they they kind of clear all that air. I actually yeah. really liked the Emil Blonsky scene where she goes and talks to him. Yes, because he um, he is not as uh, wasn't written as sympathetic in the Hulk movie that he was in because of course Hulk is the hero of that movie, but he flips it around and says like, look, yeah, I did kind of go on a rampage, but you know, they pumped me full of that super soldier serum stuff. And like, this is what it sort of turned me into. And Mm -hmm. he also notes, like I was, you know, a highly trained officer. I was told that this was a threat and I just wanted, you know, to do my job. I thought I was the good guy. I thought I was going to be Captain America or, you know, whatever. And now he's the hero and I'm in a prison cell. And, you know, how was that mm-hmm. fair? And they're also kind of doing this sort of mm, kind of cultish, maybe not cultish vibes, but definitely this polyamorous thing that he's going on. He's, ta- he's oh, talked yeah. about his seven soulmates his seven, or whatever. Yep. And he just wants to go oh, live... Uh, in a commune with them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, essentially. Uh, but, you know, he's not in abomination form. And he learned how to, you know, transform back into regular old Emil Blonsky. And is basically tells her, like, he's chosen not to turn into abomination. Because, you know, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't need to or doesn't want to be like that anymore or whatever. And then, of course, that footage leaks of him fighting Wong in the Shang-Chi movie in the underground fight club thing. Uh, right, and because it, it says he escaped from prison, right? Like, so yes, and and the escape is just you know it was Wong opening a portal, and 
they would go through it. And in Shang-Chi, which um, now the belief, because people were on the, on the internet, Jacqueline, were very yeah. upset. They thought this was breaking all of the timeline stuff. But the news report just says that that footage leaked. So I'm pretty sure it's the stuff we saw in Shang-Chi was well before She-Hulk. And this wasn't, mm. this isn't like, uh, um, you know, because Bruce Banner appears in the, the post credits of, of Shang-Chi and his arm is still in a sling and all of that stuff. So uh, I'm pretty sure the leaked part of it is to let you know that uh, this took it place. Could have been at any time. This kind of took place before and the footage is now just making its way out. Um, but it's revealed in that movie. There's like a tiny little scene where it's revealed that Wong and Abomination are working together. Like they're not really trying to hurt one another. So there is some sort of relationship going on there. And for what right. purposes, I'm not sure. But Benedict Wong does appear in this show at some point, presumably as early as the next episode. So I love him. Me too. He's great. So uh, he'll be showing up. Uh, presumably as early as next week. And yeah. So uh, I, I liked all that stuff. I thought that scene with Tim Roth, I thought he was, he was quite good. And uh, you already mentioned the family, the dinner scene or whatever. I thought that was yeah. all great. Her, her dad is so like immediately yeah. he's like the, Oh, you're a superhero. You're in, you're in the group now. Okay. So let me ask you Hawkeye. Uh, yeah. Like, does he go and, does he collect Pick those arrows? arrows. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. But I did also love that he was like, can you help me in the garage? And then he's like, I just wanted to ask you if you're okay. okay. And I'm like, that's yeah. such a, Good such a caring stuff. parent thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, of but course, the post-credit know- oh. the post credit, uh, yes. was... Uh, and what I've been told is that there will be post-credits for every episode of the, the nice. show. So um, the post-credits one here was also... That may not have been entirely true because it shows her doing like th- like four or five Fours. Yeah. <laughs> chores around the house, carrying like seven jugs of water into the house. Yeah. Dad, I'm glad you're staying hydrated, but this is a bit much. Yes. Um, um, and then... You know, just to go back for a second, when we were when you were talking about she's on the phone with Bruce, and then you see Bruce is on some spacecraft. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that's the last we're going to see of him for the show. Yeah, or until like the end of the show, like maybe yeah. he's gone. You know, until episode he's gonna nine. He's going to be gone for a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and it is the same type of craft that caused them to get in a car accident in the first episode. And yes. he did say, like, I'm going to have to check on that or see if there's something going on or whatever. So, yeah, it was a Sicarian, So the garbage planet that he was in on uh, in Thor Ragnarok. So I don't know what Love the deal that. is here. I don't know if we'll see any more of that. Uh, maybe Jeff Goldblum will make an appearance. In oh, my God. Show. I hope so. As the Grand Master, uh, I would be OK with that. Uh, but yeah, any final thoughts on episode two of She-Hulk, Attorney of Law? By the way, I also loved that after she was fired, the title flipped around to say Attorney for Hire. Uh, yes. Afterwards, I like that as well. No, I just, I think I said everything. I just enjoyed this and excited to see where the next few episodes take us. Mm-hmm. Okay, what would you give Superhuman Law? So I like this, not as much as I liked the first episode, though. So I would go with three and a half. Okay, uh, I went with a four for this one as well. I, I kind of like them a normal amount. Um, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of this going forward. I'm trying to. I'm trying to keep. Trying to keep a lid on my excitement for this show because I know yeah. there are some characters that I know are going to show up. They're in the trailers. Um, 
Mm. I need to try to reserve. Uh, I, I'm not entirely sure. Like, we know Titania is supposed to be the villain. I don't know how she's going to turn into that. There is talk that she's going to be in the Thunderbolts movie as well. I think a, I saw that a, yes. a supposed lineup for that team is leaked, and it sounds like an awesome team, to be honest. Um, Abomination is listed on that uh, team as well, but uh, yep. excited for that movie. But I was surprised to see her name on there. So maybe she's got a very big role in this show, and maybe that also means we see Elaine Bennis show up in uh, mm, in this show that would make as sense. well. Uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus, whose name I keep forgetting in the MCU. Valentina. Yes, con- it's there's like a bunch of names, but Val for yes. short. Yeah. Uh, Contessa yes. Valentina yes. Allegra de Fontaine, I believe, is the whole name. That's uh, why I just say Valentina. <laughs> yes. Uh, so that is the podcast for uh, this week. We aren't going to be back next week because another podcast, Jacqueline and I do, there's something big happening on the weekend and it's going to be, uh, a strain on our podcasting. So we're going to come yeah. back in two weeks. And then I think the plan after that is to go weekly. Uh, yes. But in the meantime, you can head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show. Of course, this is a listener-supported podcast, and there are a couple of ways you can help out there if you so choose. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash cinemageekly. We have the merch store, geeklymerch.com. The links are down below in the show notes for this episode. Of course, you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Audible. Just search for Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D. Hit subscribe, and that way you can join us next time to hear us talk about episodes three and four of She-Hulk Attorney at Law on Disney+. Plus. Disney+.